Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 76 of the Late Life Career Change podcast with me, Phil Swallow. Hope you're doing well. Title of the episode this week, or the show, or whatever you might want to call it, is Extreme Heat, because we've got some. I was almost tempted to put that song Heatwave on, but probably would have gotten copyright issues with that. Although, anyway, moving on. It's very hot in the UK. Uh, I've got the fan going on in the room here on the lowest setting because I need something and I'm recording it fairly early in the morning because the sun moves round. So hopefully it will still come across as natural as it ever does. And uh, I've been quite pleased with the sound reproduction lately because I've not tweaked it for a few weeks. So so there's that because I used to talk about that occasionally. So we've had the heat, I suppose the more extreme heat, and it's officially extreme heat. They put out weather warnings, it pops up on all the apps on your phone and the the weather reports are talking about it. Um, it's been humid, quite humid at times, although that t- tends to go up and down a bit. So we're, we've, hit, we've hit 30, I think we might have got to 31 the other day briefly. Um, so yeah, generally they've got that kind of, you know, hot, sticky, humid feel. And what we've been doing here at home is making sure that we close the windows when the sun's coming through on one side and then kind of flip-flop and reverse it afterwards. And we've got a, an air conditioning unit which can help to cool the room down ready for the night time, which last, time, last night wasn't too bad. Um, I always want to have my feet covered, though. We just have a, we took the quilt out of the quilt cover to end up with like a double sheet. Uh, I've always found a single sheet to be um, not enough, if you see what I mean. And uh, but I, I need my f- I need to come up with a solution to keep my feet clamped down uh, <laughs> for tonight. You never thought you'd be talking about that or hearing about that on today's episode. So yeah, I mean the the weather kind of started, I suppose, at the weekend. Um, but prior to that, last Thursday, there was a bit of a sort of impromptu family gathering. So it was Sue's uncle's 80th birthday at the weekend and we took her mum over to their house. Not not too far from here, about half an hour away. And um, we were just going to pop in a cup of tea, a bit of cake and uh, and then depart. But we ended up spending the whole evening there and other members of the family came. It was a kind of surprise do, but not. And there was some reminiscing about the family on Sue's side. and uh, And actually I was thinking... You know, we've had some forms of contact in the lockdown period, um, but nothing like this really. And sort of the conversation piece probably would never have got to that on a Zoom. You know, there, there's, so there's certain things that only really get talked about uh, in a certain way, certain subject matter when you're face to face. And we've missed that. We've missed that terribly. So it was really cool to be, you know, there experiencing that. Um, we we weren't meant to stay for a meal, but we did. There was a, we sort of got a couple of takeaways, and um, it was a thoroughly enjoyable evening. Um, didn't get to feed the cats till later, but they were fine. No complaints actually. Um, more about cats a bit later. So I'm just looking down at my notes. So yeah, um, but the the weather. What's perhaps been slightly different this time is often we have that consistent daily heat. And then it builds up to a big thunderstorm. But we've actually had the odd rain shower, thunderstorm, hailstorm over the last few days. I mean, we had one yesterday. I don't think there's one in the forecast for today. And we're going to pick Sue's mum up today. Um, what I have been doing for the last, I think, two to three mornings is getting up early and doing my walk, just getting some steps in. Not even the full half hour that the app demands. Um, 
but you know about a 20 minute walk and um then i'll like today i'm probably going to go down the stairs and do some gentle yoga afterwards and then that'll be my activity done pending doing any more because uh, i do like to keep fit and i've still got this back niggle and that's a way of helping to kind of manage that um as i go along so the car is progressing the uh, the car purchase situation that was a bit weird actually while we were at um sue's uncle's the other day i had a phone call from the garage and they were saying that the delivery is likely to be august the 11th to the 15th but and this has come from warrington in northwest england but um despite that uh it it often would come in earlier than that so near the 11th um and i'm i'm sure he said oh well and we'll put all the paperwork in um to the email or whatever after this call uh, but they didn't so then i followed it up and he basically said um the car is in transit so it, it does exist it's been built it's in transit to the uk uh they can't register it yet and the registration number needs to go on the uh, finance forms so it's like a bit of a chicken and egg situation and i can't really do anything with any of that stuff uh and oh sorry rewind i can't do anything with regard to progressing the charger installation at home until all of, all of that has been sorted out so a bit of a pain anyway so um i await i'm not doing anything more I'm not doing any chasing i'm just going to wait for them to to get through to me with emails and things whenever that happens um hopefully it will be a bit earlier we're going away to a wedding on well and also a birthday celebration in the middle of august uh it would be cool to know that i've got the new car then and of course then i can trigger the collection of the old one and all that so it's not quite developed into cargate yet but hey ho um hopefully it'll all be fine i'm sure it will i'm and i'm panicking unnecessarily so uh other things we did we went to see a play uh on saturday afternoon in london so it was a very nice warm summer's day and we chose a route that would get us there as quick as possible with ideally air-conditioned trains that worked out quite nicely so that was a at um above the stag theater Vauxhall, where we've been and seen a play before it was in their cabaret lounge and it was basically a one-man show guy simon kingsley that sue knows and i think he's it's about kenneth williams it's called stop messing about which is one of his catchphrases and i think um he, he said he we spoke with him afterwards he, he'd done or played kenneth williams before so he's familiar with certain man- mannerisms and the you know, understanding of material life story and those sort of things and uh, he said he was going on to do another event further up the line um up in suffolk southwold i think it was was that norfolk anyway suffolk let's call it suffolk <laughs> pending clarification so yeah and he said that that night someone was going to go and film it and now that kind of piqued my interest because this is something i've been thinking a lot more about the whole kind of promotion and production of um plays and shows and i said have you got a film crew coming he said oh no it's just a friend of mine with a camera and tripod someone that i know i'm going to give her a few quid to do and he'll edit it and it's really not filming the show it's filming snippets that you can then stitch together and um and and have a kind of permanent record a reference point if you like and then i thought actually i should be doing this really with phil's stuff phil wilmot stuff uh, where i did the recent shoot uh so on monday i spoke with siva my contact there and i said look how about we we actually have a proper model a proper plan for how we do these shoots um in other words i i do an early visit 
uh, well, perhaps the, the first thing that you do is to to put up a little poster with the head, existing headshots for the cast to say, coming soon, you know, these people have been cast in the following show play. Um, then when the rehearsals proper happen, I go along, do some black and whites, just a few kind of teaser images, get them on the social media, follow up, so there's, there's a kind of flow developing, links in a chain. Then I'll do my usual uh, dress rehearsal shoot, uh, which will be the pressure view pics and all that sort of stuff, the sort of thing that I did most recently. And then as a kind of bonus, once we've actually got the show up and running, I go along with a camera and tripod, video, again, some snippets, some key parts of the show, we'll kind of either know or we would have agreed in advance the bits that we want to capture. And then we can overlay graphics and things like that. It's all, it's all doable in video editing and we can kind of put a package together. So that's something that I'm, I spoke with Siva about and she was very interested in. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's going to be a plan going forward that we can, we can, uh, tackle that starting with the next show. I mean, the, the one that was originally planned for a shoot, well, actually it was going to be today. Uh, that's going to be pushed back. I think September we mentioned, but there might be another one coming up in August. So we'll see. Um, whatever the next one is, we've got a plan to actually do something about it, which is really great. And I think what, where Siva was coming from is she was happy that I approached her with that sort of idea rather than her keep asking of me. And um, and that was a nice way to do it. So, yeah, it, it was kind of mutually beneficial. And then it's just, you know, I think I've, I've mentioned this before that, you, you know, you can have a path and you don't want to deviate from that path about how you get somewhere and how you develop your skills and what you do. Or you can just l take the opportunities that happen to present themselves and and there's a bit of kind of challenge and response within all of that. But uh, So yeah, I'm happy that we've now got a little plan in place that we can uh, apply to the next production. So that was cool. Um, we had a nice meal afterwards. So, and, and of course at that time, there's, I mean, the cases, the COVID cases are rising ridiculously in the UK as are the hospitalizations going up steadily. Um, unfortunately, the deaths as well. Uh, a lot of people still have another vaccine, um, but this Delta variant is just crazy. And I know it's some of 83% of cases in America now are Delta, I read this morning. And uh, we went into this restaurant, did our kind of check-in. They insisted that we did the check-in, which is fine. So we're on the uh, track and trace. And I just thought, I wonder if it's just going to be a matter of days and we'll get pinged and we'll have to self-isolate or now they're talking about daily tests. And, you know, I, I just wouldn't be in the slightest bit surprised if that happened. Uh, I mean, we've got no symptoms and we look after ourselves and we do wear masks still. Um, a lot of people have dropped them like a stone uh, already. But um, no, I mean, it's just a worrying trend. And I think, you know... <sighs> It seems when you look at the news, the fact that nightclubs can open and big events and dancing and singing and all those sort of things, many of which are often in enclosed spaces, of course, that people are saying, yeah, we can now do this, hooray. But they're not actually, you know, you need to look at the whole thing. Yes, you are actually technically and legally allowed to do some of those things, but you might want to also look at the numbers because um, that might affect your judgment somewhat and you might make a different judgment on the basis of that. So... Yeah, we're, we're applying caution, Sue and I, and the family, uh, because we, you know, want to do our bit to, to try and stop this spread. But it's just ironic, isn't it? I mean, it was going in the right direction. But, and the, you know, at the time they warned how contagious um, this particular variant was. But unfortunately, rightly so, it's, it's done that. It's just gone mad globally now. 
So one can hope we do our bits and um, act responsibly and um, try and contain it because we don't want to overwhelm the uh, NHS again. So the Open Championship Golf was held at the weekend. That was marvellous down in hot, sunny Kent, Royal St George's, down at Sandwich, a place that I've been before, played in the course next to it, Prince's lovely set of three nines, as it were, three nine holes. And um, worthy winner, Colin Morikawa. And it, normally with the Open Championship, it's Lynx course, i.e. Lynx being Lynx the land to the sea. And you're often going to get some kind of weather challenge, be it strong wind, heavy rain, any combination. And there was a famous quote, I think it was a Japanese golfer or Japanese TV coverage. They saw some footage, or they were, you know, uh, covering some footage from the um, the Open Championship many years ago. And there's guys with Polonic shirts, woolly hats, full sleeve covering, waterproofs. And they actually said, why don't they play the Open Championship in the summer in the UK? <laughs> Uh, they do, uh, but that's what you get sometimes in those coastal settings. But it was just like a normal hot summer's day. There was a bit of breeze, but nothing that would challenge the players. And I think it was, someone said it was the breeze that they practised in a week. So it was going in the same direction on the same holes and um, it really didn't cause a problem. Uh, the course was a challenge anyway, as it would be. It's a major championship, but very worthy winner. He's, uh, he's one to watch, Colin Morikawa. Um Monday went to hospital with mum, uh, so that was a, a kidney appointment. She'd had some um, results that they wanted to look into, and that wasn't too bad. We ended up having a park in a different car park, and I had to wheel mum on a rickety uh, wheelchair, but we got there in the end. Doctor was very thorough, quite serious. <laughs> um, but it, actually, this is, this is one thing, when the weather is so naff, being in a car with aircon is wonderful. And um, so that's just been doing its bit doing its job yeah I think that's the term but anyway being an aircon car being in an aircon car in hot weather is wonderful do it if you can and we're going in there again today when we go and pick up Sue's mum so that should be cool a um, couple of other things to close with so firstly uh, website been doing some more changes there just to rework some of the images that I had on my theatre pages um, you know website you shouldn't just website's not a set and forget and maybe just pop in and do stuff when there's been when you've had a new job or whatever I mean I do that but I also regularly go back and say is this working could I do better can I achieve it just with a re-edit which is handy if you haven't got any actual new material to add um, and also I'm going to start writing some blogs I thought a kind of behind the scenes style blog uh, for some of the shoots, starting with maybe the um, the Rotherhithe Gospels, because it was such a wonderful set in there, the church. So, so that's in my plans. Uh, and again, not going to do that all at once. Did quite a few changes yesterday. Probably going to leave it today, maybe tomorrow as well, and perhaps pop in again on Friday and make some more changes to the website. And then that kind of keeps the Google index search ranking thing going, which is good. I did have an inquiry last week from someone who wanted a wedding photographer. And um, I politely said that I don't do weddings, which she was fine with, but I'd suggested a couple of local wedding photographers for her. And again, they may not be available when she wants them, but they might know someone else, you know. So I wanted to be be the guy that makes a referral uh, to try and get another photographer work. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to suddenly become a wedding photographer. It's something I don't desire to do. And because wedding photographers have lacked proper work for a 
best part of a year, uh, you know, overall. Um, I just wanted to make sure I could do my bit to help them. Hopefully they do the same for me one day if they had a headshot client and they couldn't do it or whatever. We'll see. Uh, I should probably reach out to them, actually. Um, yeah, what a great idea there. I just thought of that live. It's all very well me doing that, but I could actually perhaps do an introduction um, and get some dialogue going. So I'm going to do that. So uh, look out, guys, who I've recommended. I'm going to be um, I'm going to be contacting you. So, well, hey, funny how you think of these things on the fly. And finally, bird gate. What does that mean? It's not a gate for birds to go through. In the mayhem of the regular rumbling and thunderstorms and hailstorms last night, I mean, we often get birds flying to the windows near our feeders. We've got one feeder just outside the kitchen window. But we often get bird, birds just bang into the window and fly off. And most of the time they're okay. I've had probably one or two in 20 odd years where they've actually hit hit the window and that's the last move they made um yesterday heard this noise bird hit a window didn't think too much of it one of the cats dotty our little cat who i just think i mean she we they're house cats but i think she would be a brilliant hunter judging by the way she plays with her toys um she got up she got she was asleep but she got she heard the noise and she got down from the chair and I said to her, don't worry, Dottie, you know, just stay there. We're watching TV. And uh, she meowed at me. She doesn't meow a great deal. She knew there was something up. She ran towards the window. This is our, our patio window out the back of the house and started chasing a little blue tit that had somehow, when it hit the window, found a way of climbing up, getting in our little fan light window at the top and into the house. Panic ensued. I said to Sue, and it, it, well, it managed to get its in a corner behind a vase, standing top one of these tall vases. I didn't know if it was injured, damaged. I mean, obviously, it had flown into a window, for goodness sake. And then Dottie might have got a claw to it, possibly. So Sue did brilliantly to get both cats out. I mean, Olive wasn't really that bothered. She, she hates thunder anyway and fireworks and all those things. So she was kind of lying low. So we managed to get Dottie out, pull the doors across... And the rain is still coming down at this time. I opened both patio doors so that if I could free the little um, bird, so it might have made a funny noise because I just itched my um, my forehead. Uh, yes, so I um, <laughs> I've just thought of something else I need to add on the end as well. Uh, open the door, open the doors. Rain's still coming down. The bird flew out from where it was and then went into the corner near the bird food. Bird food. <laughs> near the cat food and then it eventually managed to sort of steer itself out although it did hit the patio door on the way out I think poor poor little thing little blue tit that wasn't fully developed because it didn't have a completely blue cap yet anyway eventually it flew off and we think we saw it then go to the feeder which it probably needed a bit of a food after that and we were all you know heart thumping um so yeah that was uh, that was something else birdgate but thankfully a great end to the story Cat was kept out of the way. Bird managed to fly off. We think it's okay. We gave it another lease of life. We feel great about having been able to do that. And Dottie went and had a good old sniff around where it had been afterwards, but um, to no avail. I mean, she looks out there a lot anyway, and she'd probably do even more now. Yes, the final thing is just that I had my eyes tested last week. The most thorough eye examination, examination I've ever had. Um, you know, really doing detailed looks into the back of the eye, the surface of the eye, the thickness of the cornea. Uh, and then he explained all those, in, all the information often, thankfully, all very healthy. Um, 
He was also telling me some frightening stories and showing me where the damage would be if, say, I'd looked at a, one of those laser pens and he said he's had kids in there where they've actually shown where the damage has been caused and that doesn't repair. Um, but yeah, so chose some new frames. Unfortunately, they seem to have dropped some of their designer frames. Uh, Oakley was the ones I had before, which I liked, but they seem to have dropped those. Um, came up with some that have got kind of reddish look to them, red and black, which I, I liked most most of all and they were quite comfortable um and the other big bonus so i've got a second pair of glasses that i'm wearing now that they're called i think operator glasses um so i've i vary focals for main usage where you've got the distance zone at the top intermediate middle and then reading at the bottom and these are just two zones so you've got like a reading at the bottom and an intermediate and i tried them for the first time in november 2018 when i got this new prescription and they were wonderful unbelievably good um so they said because they've still got all the scans and details on file, they could actually get the new lenses made and just pop out the old, put in the new, in my existing frames. So no additional frame cost, which saved a few quid. Uh, so I was pleased about that. So I'm not sure what their turnaround time is. I mean, they said it's 10 to 14 working days. I mean, that's best part of two to three weeks. Um, but they said often it's earlier than that. So they were going to send the order off that night and conscious I'm ram rambling about glasses. Um, but I, it's the one thing where I don't scrimp on on what I pay for with glasses, um, mainly because of what I do. But it's just, you know, I like to be able to see clearly when I'm looking around at stuff. Um, he did actually say my eyes have improved. And he said, if things aren't crystal clear, even though your eyes have improved, it's because your eyes at this age are not as good at adapting to what's in front of them. Uh, it's a bit slower because muscle wear and stuff like that. Um, but it was the most thorough and scientific um, eye test I've ever had. So thanks, Rawlings in Croydon. Good. Okay. Right. Well, uh, I'm going to end the show here. Um, I tried to... There's a pause option on this where I had a slurp of tea earlier. And I tried to pause it and I ended up stopping it. So I have no idea what I'm going to be piecing together in the edit now. But hey-ho, I'll do it anyway. Thank you for listening to the show. Your support is tremendously appreciated. I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll catch up with you again in next week's episode. <laughs>